Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Underhood Show presented by Mel Hamilton Ford. Yeah, we still had some technical difficulties there. And, uh, yeah, we messed up and we didn't get everything all dialed in like we should have during the week. But uh, probably my fault for not dialing it in, Josh. So, uh, anyway, here we are live, ready to go. And, uh, yeah, we're not live on all the other, other stuff and everything. And uh, we are live on uh, Facebook and uh, YouTube, I believe, for the Mel Hamilton Ford side of things. So Yeah, I was kind of looking here to see if I could share it, but it's, it's hard to share a page like that and everything else, too. So anyway, hey, everybody, it's a call-in show, 316-462-3673. Hey, anything, any your car, tires, brakes, batteries, whatever it might be. But we want to talk to you this morning. Anything that you want to talk about in the automobile world, love to hear from you. And uh, it is a call in show 316 462 3673. That's a number to jump on the air here with us and uh, talk automotive. So, got a little bit of a late start this morning, uh, as well. So, yeah, so anyway, Josh, we got some exciting stuff on the we show. Do. Yeah, I think uh, we're out there, uh, we were able to to wash the cars after soaking up some drool, I think, uh, <laughs> from that side. But there's a, a bunch of GTOs out there, so we've uh, both of us, I think, have got a little bit of an education already this morning. Boy, we have uh, you know, on, we? Some, on some GTOs. So uh, exactly. So sure. uh, yeah. So anyway, we are having a car show next Saturday, and uh, we're helping raise money for the uh, uh, police officer, the sh- uh, for the Reno, uh, Sedgwick County Sheriff's Department, Chef Kunze. I think he passed away in eighteen. I think it was when he got killed on a- killed in action and stuff. But anyway, we're having a car show out here to. Uh, Help raise money for him, and the GTO Car Club is here. And uh, this morning, setting up, but we got ten GTOs from a '64, I believe, to '74 is what's setting out there. But anyway, we're trying to raise some money. They are the GTO Club is restoring uh, Kunze's GTO, and it's about I'm going to say it's halfway done right now, from what I'm hearing from the guys. Of course, they're not letting us see it or anything else like that. They want to be a surprise and everything else too, but. Uh, Today, they're setting up raffles. Uh, we're going to have about 30 different things they're going to raffle off. You can just drop your money in a bucket and, and uh, don't make some donations and stuff, too. But uh, come out all week. They're going to be here Monday and Thursday from 11 to 1 selling raffle tickets. But you can come by anytime you want and check out the GTOs. And I had a salesman say, what are we doing with all these Pontiacs in it? Well, it's cool to have some different exciting <laughs> stuff in there, right? It is. It is definitely uh, something different. You know, uh, going down through here, where uh, a couple of them have the the photo albums of the yeah. process of the restoration, and then a lot of them have the the window stickers in them. And I was looking at that last night, and uh, you know, the uh, uh, cup, uh, quite a few of them. I was very surprised, just a car of that age, but were sold right here in Wichita. Yeah, you know, uh, and you think. Uh, then you wonder, okay, well, have this, has it been in the family that long, or is it just something you know to to go to restore a car like that and purchase it later? And it have been a local car is probably pretty odd. Okay, so know? the second car out there is a '65 GTO, and he bought it when it was six month old. Uh, okay. Uh, see here, we got Larry coming through here. Now I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> anyway, we'll get Larry Patch through here real quick. Uh, good morning. Uh, see what we got on here so far this morning. Uh, while we're waiting the caller to get in here real quick. Uh, Jeffrey Coates, good morning. Jason Cox, Delbert Alt. And yes, Jason Cox, it is the goats. Yes. I get it. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Delbert wished they would have kept the Pontiac name. You know, Delbert, I would too. And here's my opinion on that. And I'll give you all that too. Is... 
we had a guy running General Motors that came up with the old Saturn version of everything. And I think if they would have just not named it Saturn, they'd take those cars and they would have kept it with Pontiac and named them Pontiac and take that models of that and moved it into that franchise, I think it would have been okay. Would have been would have been all right. Yeah. Well, let's go to the phones and talk to Larry. Larry, you're on live with Under the Hood. Yeah, Phil, um, going east on 30th last evening in my 2010 F-150, just flipped over 200,000 miles, and um, all of a sudden I started losing power. And I thought, what's going on? And I tried to accelerate, and I just kept going slower and slower, and I finally just died right on the, on the road. So, so. I, was, I tried to start it, and I got it to start, just enough so I could pull off of the blacktop. And I got a check engine light, a wrench, and an oil can all showing up at the same time. And when I try to start it now, it'll fire, but it just dies immediately. Um, it's a 2010? Yeah. Uh, first thing I'm going to is fuel. Yeah, so I was wondering about the fuel pump itself, uh, but you were driving down the road and then you just kind of started losing power. Uh, started losing power and I tried to accelerate and I just kept losing power till I just, just died. Yeah. Delbert all thinks uh, the Cadillac converter is clogged. So that, that could, I think he'd have had yeah, a, it could be a thing, but then also you're, it's the, a kettle converter is typically a cause and effect deal. There's, there's something else wrong with it that will made it clogged. make, a converter clog now lack of fuel or running lean will definitely do that it'll burn up a burn up a converter or if it's running rich too uh and it's dumping unburned fuel down into the uh to the converter and reigniting down there it will burn up a converter as well um but uh you, typically something else would plug up that converter but I, i'm with phil i would say you know definitely we would start by checking fuel pressure and seeing what uh what's going on there um mm -hmm. and just make sure that you have adequate fuel pressure uh the other side how well, how much fuel is in the vehicle oh it's probably about half a tank half a tank yeah and so yeah. Uh, the last time you got fuel you filled it up completely or no i didn't okay and then how long ago was that and how much fuel did you put in oh, it and... oh about put in about half a tank about two days ago about two days ago gotcha yeah um and then uh you drove it quite a little bit on that fuel yeah yeah okay no problem yeah yeah uh you know obviously you know just getting bad fuel would be a option uh or you know, a cause of that as well but uh I, I would definitely start with the fuel side of things and larry would be more than happy to add a diagnostic onto your package and take a look at that thing and figure out just exactly what's going on with it of course larry you're in hutch we'd have to sure. get on a truck and trailer and get it over here so yeah right yeah um okay tell me why that oil can light was on well and so i don't know uh when the oil light or when the oil can light was on uh it was running the vehicle was running or this is just a uh, key on or cranking I, no i think it was running yeah because after I think it, it was running yeah after the vehicle dies it will uh it will come on but then my other uh wonder is with that oil uh can light being on you said that the vehicle was just slowing down uh and being very sluggish and i don't 
don't know if right. you had enough right. RPMs uh, in the engine to for that pump to really generate enough uh, enough pressure um, to yeah, satisfy that light being not. on uh, is what I'm yeah. wondering. That's what I think too. The RPM which wasn't fast enough to get the oil pressure up enough to turn that light off. Is what I'm yeah. Thinking. But I do. I've been yeah, a bit it's probably, Yeah, it's it's got to be a fuel pump. Is what I think it's you know, going to be. Uh, yeah, fuel pump or ignition or. Dan uh, Wicks agrees with me with yeah. this too, Josh. It needs yeah. a fuel pump. So, uh, I definitely don't know is that I would just go throwing a fuel pump in it uh, uh, by, by any means, but, yeah. but for sure, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's, that's certainly where we would start out is, uh, by looking and seeing what's going well, on there. I so. tell you what, it freaked me out when I saw that oil can light on there. Yeah. I thought, oh my gosh, I just had it in and had it serviced two weeks ago at Mel Hamlin yeah. I thought, oh my gosh, are we out of oil? <laughs> <laughs> no. no, I, I yeah, you know, it was, it was clear full. Sure. Yeah. So you think it's probably just a um, fuel pump? What's yeah? Be yeah. be kind of weird. Be where I would if I was uh, looking at that thing to to start diagnosing it. That's where I would start looking. Would yeah, be I think the first thing would be pump. get right. a fuel pressure gauge on it, kind of see what kind of pressure that thing's running, and see where we're at. But I'll bet you money that's what it is. Yeah, because when you when you when you turn it over, it fires and then it dies. Yeah, immediately. So there's just no fuel getting to it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the way those when fuel pumps fail? That's where it happens. They you start losing power and then kind of just dies. I guess that seen, makes sense. Yeah, seen it, uh, seen them fail a lot of different ways. Um, you know, uh, and I've seen some of them just go completely out, and I've seen some of them that it, you know, it starts and runs <laughs> yeah. and drives you to wherever you want to go, and then you go and uh, go to restart it, and it just won't start. And you know, everybody exactly. thinks, well, I, I got here and everything was perfectly fine, and now <laughs> now I got nothing. You know, that, that's exactly. Yeah. So, well, okay, guys, um, let me figure out what to do here. So appreciate your help. No problem. Okay. If we want to, uh, we can get our truck and trailer and come over and pick it up and get over and you do a diagnostic on it and see what's going on for you too, Larry, if you'd like. Okay. Okay. I'll probably call you then. So, all right, give us a shout and we'll see what we can do to help you, buddy. Thank you now. Bye. Thank you. All right. Let's get Ryan patched through here. we got another caller. Nine, coming up five, real seven. quick and we'll get, uh, Ryan back here on the phone. See what's on Ryan's mind this morning. What kind of question he's got too, and everything else too from that part. So, anyway, we were talking about the GTOs out here for Officer Kunze. Uh Next Saturday, uh, uh, we'll start the car registration starts at eight, and then the car show will kick off at ten o'clock with the national anthem, and uh, about two o'clock do all the rewards and stuff like that too. But, uh, uh, uh I'm drawing like Jordan Whitehead will be out here cooking hot dogs and hamburgers for everybody. 11 to one, uh, all kinds of raffles over 30 different raffles to have that you're going to be raising money for. And I hear there's going to be some silent auction things too. So a lot of exciting stuff, uh, come out during the week, check out the GTOs or whatever you want to do. There you go. Let's go to the phones and talk to Ryan. Ryan, you're live with under the hood. Hey, thanks guys. Uh, 2012 Chevy, Equinox with 138,000 miles on it, and uh, the traction control will form, will fly up there on the screen every once in a while. It'll stay there saying my my traction control needs serviced, and it'll go away. And it's really an intermittent deal. And just want to know what what recommendations y'all have on have you seen that before in the 2012 Chevy Equinox? 
Ryan, that's a, that's a great point. So do you get any other, uh, message or warning indicators, uh, like advanced track or Stabila track or anything like that? Or is it just specifically the traction control light? Yeah, it's the total traction, the TC, uh-huh. I think is what it is. Yeah. Tac- tactical traction, something like that. Uh, just traction control. Yeah. Um, Okay. And then when, when is this light coming on? Is it, uh, you said intermittent, but is it stopping, turning, uh, just going down the highway? It, yeah, just when I'm driving, okay. it can come on. And then, it, and then during the same drive, I'm, if I'm doing a long drive out from Wichita to Hutch, it can go on and be on for four, eight minutes, and then, and then by the time I land in Hutch, you know, it's turned off. Shut back off. So the the most common thing, um, there's there's a lot of components in that traction control system as far as sensors and uh, you know uh, data points and modules that that it reads from. But the most common thing we see is probably a wheel speed sensor that's dropping out. So there's a wheel speed sensor on every wheel, and that's how that system operates. That traction control is based on uh, based on those wheel speeds. And so I would say that there's probably would find something going on with either a, a wheel speed or a reluctor ring or the harness going to one of the wheel speeds, just because that's where the most the highest those components move the most in the system. Um, but what we would need to do is perform a diagnostics uh, on it. So hook up a, a scan tool, not a code reader, uh, to the vehicle and go through and do a, a flow of diagnostics or a diagnostic chart on, on that vehicle and see exactly what's going on. Uh, for calling into the show, we will add that to your package. Uh, we'll mail it out to you. Um, and take a look at that thing uh, at no charge to you to figure out exactly why that light's on. Yeah, absolutely. I guarantee he's got a wheel speed sensor following. Yeah, that, so I, yeah. I would. I would say oh, that okay. we're probably end up okay. finding a wheel speed sensor. It's just a matter of which one and and you know where at. So, uh, but what I will tell you is why that light's on. That system uh, isn't is unable to do its job. Uh, you know, there's so there's a lot of a lot of things that that could. Uh, be unsafe about that. I guess one would be stopping in your ABS side of things, but then also uh, if you had to perform an invasive maneuver, uh, you know, going home last night, I about hit a deer on 96 Highway, and uh, you know, it was just a turn not i mean it was uh it was very close and the vehicle uh kind of slid around a little bit but without all the systems in that truck you probably hit him yeah i probably would have probably would have got a hold of him or hit him you know and so in situations like that uh understanding that 90 percent of the time you don't need traction control or you don't need anti-lock brakes but when you need it it's important that you have it. So uh, just be sure that you understand that, you know, with that system, uh, that light on or that fault in the system, it's not working. Uh, and that's one you're going to want it the most. Okay. Well, I appreciate Thanks, Josh. Thanks, Bill. Yep. Yeah. We'll get that uh, added to your package and get it sent out to you. All right. Okay. Thank you, guys. Thank Thanks you, Ryan. Bill. All right, 316-462-3673. Hey, anything alien car, tires, brakes, batteries, anything in the racing world, automotive world, anything you want to talk about? 
let's get the phones ring. Give me a great price package. We even talk what's in the price package. I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we just uh, we went we went right to it. Love it. Yeah. yeah. Keep keep the phones ringing on that side of things. Uh, but you know we've given away a couple of packages already, and then uh, added diagnostics onto both of those. But uh, just for each and every caller that calls in, we're going to throw in uh, the works, which is an oil change and tire rotation. Uh, we use Motorcraft oil and filter products here at Mel Hamilton Ford. Uh, while we're performing that, we're also going to do a multi-point inspection, checking over the brakes, tires, steering, suspension, all the safety-related components on that vehicle. Uh, you'll get yourself $10 to Mel's Diner, so you can get yourself something to eat and drink while you're here with us at the big corner. Uh, you'll get uh, complete nitrogen for your tires, so you get all the great benefits that uh, nitrogen has to offer. And then uh, BG Products Package, which is going to consist of a can of MOA or motor oil additive for your engine oil. And then uh, CF5 for your fuel system. Uh, again, just uh, getting that car geared up and ready to go for that next 5,000 miles of driving. And that goes out to each and every caller that calls in. So. 316-462-3673. That comes right to the front desk. And just tell the girls there that you want to get patched in the podcast and we'll get your questions. So anyway, Josh, we kicked off the show talking about those GTOs out there. Some yep. six packs out there. You know what that is, right? I do. Yeah. Three two barrel, two -barrel carburetors. carburetors. Pretty cool. So I, how many uh how many of those have you ever had uh tune in or sink in or oh well I was telling the guys out there in the showroom one day when I was with my dad's station, we we're there at first of Maine there in Halstead and a guy towed in a, a Pontiac station wagon that wouldn't run. So we got pushed in the stall, opened the hood. I mean, it had an air cleaner on it. Thing it looked like about three foot around. And mind you, it's a station wagon, right? Took that air cleaner off, and it had three deuces on it. Yeah. <laughs> so from the factory, it wasn't someone put that in there. Someone they did it from the <laughs> someone factory. Someone put that thing. Uh, ordered it that way. <laughs> station wagon. With three. So, so uh, my my question was: Is somebody that uh, and you know I don't. This would be maybe more of a question for your dad than than you, but uh, probably you as well. But uh, I go back to the other night. I was watching that movie, The Gone and uh, Not Gone in sixty seconds. Gosh dang it! The Ford vs Ferrari. Yeah. And so when Ken Miles is in his his auto shop, and that guy pulls in in the Jaguar in the Jaguar, and just complaining about how it's running and driving, and yeah. you know he obviously had more money than sense, or you know that, yeah. sh shouldn't have owned that car, right? Because uh, like you said, he couldn't drive it. Drive he couldn't it like, drive it like <laughs> he it when he drove. <laughs> yeah, and, and he just pissed that customer plumb off. <laughs> but I wonder, back in the day, when somebody pulled up with uh, you know something like that, if that was a true you know a true maybe feeling or sentiment uh, from that side of things is that you know if you can't work on this thing or get it, you're not driving it right. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I just, I'm sure there was some. <laughs> there had to be some truth to that. I don't think they'd put that in the show, but maybe not. I don't know. But just uh, uh you know w when somebody pulled up in a car like that and just wasn't driving it right <laughs> <laughs> and then he wanted his money back he said well you haven't paid for the first yeah. visit yet. <laughs> so, yeah his wife was real pleased at that conversation i do believe yes you have actually <laughs> You know, but I would have, I would have back in the, you know, back in the late '60s, I would have loved to have known more about, what the, you know, been watched some of that live and stuff. But I didn't know anything really about it. I mean, back in that day, you know, social media, we didn't have that to, well, yeah, to sure. move the news and all that kind of stuff too. And uh, I well, think and also too, at then you didn't know, you, you know, you didn't know where it was going to go. Yeah, and so it was the the early years, so to speak, I guess, or how much of a legend that actually was going to become, and and stuff like that. So uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So 
anyway, so uh, come out and check out the GTOs. And uh, I did not realize that the Tiger was part of their advertising campaign. That's why these Tigers are hanging out of these things and everything else, too, from that part. So learn that, too. And then it's Grand Touring. What was that word? So something Italian. Remember, I remember that. Part. Yeah, it was Italian. Um, the so they had they've got some of these tigers up around, and then the tie, uh, tails coming out the end of the car. But I I do vaguely remember after he said that I do vaguely remember of the catch a tiger by a tail slogan for GTO. But what I didn't know, he said that Tiger Paul was yeah Uniroyal was, Tiger yeah Uniroyal Uniroyal Tiger Paul was kind of uh, partnered with GTO from that side of things. And it, it was odd to me that a manufacturer would, uh, Omlegato. There you go. Grand Turismo Omlegato. Omlegato. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, 63 to 74. And then they brought it back in 03 to 06. I'm surprised they didn't bring some 03, 06s in here yet. That's what, yeah. From that part. But we do have a, I think we've got every year 63. I know that I didn't look, calculate all the years through there, but we're pretty close to 63. You no, there's a 64 out there. That's the oldest one, isn't it? I think 64 is the oldest one uh, that's out there. But I don't hear. They also said, too, maybe one didn't make here, but we'll be at the car show uh, from that side of it. So. Yeah. So anyway, it'd be a fun time. Uh, all week, come out, check out the GTOs where the raffle buckets will be up, raising money for Officer Coonsey. Uh, and the GTO club to take that money. And yes, we're not taking any of the money. We're helping him put this show on and everything else like that. Wanna, can't wait to see that GTO put back together and stuff for the, for the, for the Coonsy family and everything else too. So next Saturday registration starts at eight o'clock. It's a donation type of registration. Uh, They'll be here all week. You can come check them out at any time. Yeah. Uh, if you want to do that. And uh, I think you can, uh, uh, they'll have some donation buckets, but they were talking about the, the, you know, the stands, uh, given the bio of each of the cars and kind of the, the restoration stages, uh, we're going to learn a little more for sure. Yeah. About for these sure. Cars and stuff too. So it, uh, we were talking about this, just walking through the showroom, uh, a little bit ago. And I mean, I think it's kind of like that still yet in today's age, but I, I think the customers really kind of demand something different, but it, it amazes me how you can look at the body designs and you can see so much of, you know, GM stuff in it and Chevrolet yeah. stuff in it. And, you know, there's one down there that looks like a Nova. There's one that looks like a Chevelle. There's one, you know, uh, all right. Anybody got a GTO story out there? Let's get on the phones. We'll give you the great prize back. Just talking about a GTO story. Three, one, six, four, six, two, three, six, seven. Josh, you racing any GTOs back in the day? <laughs> no, no GTOs. Um, I, so, uh, one of them looks like an AMG. I thought a lot like an AMG. Oh, the one down. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. A, it's kind of crazy on some of those, what they do look like and everything else. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm just going to tell you, the 64 down there and that 65 down there. Don't do anything for you. Nah. It's, really? It's just not me, baby. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like that body style of Nova either, though. No. I, I just it never really, never, I don't know, never really did anything for me. But, uh, yeah. And it's, uh, I don't I think of the the man hours that they have in these things, and uh, uh, from, from that side of it, and it takes a whole a whole lot of dedication, uh, and I can respect that. It's not my cup of tea, but I can respect what somebody. Oh uh, yeah, the did, time and effort to put it and restore it. one. Of that's where Jake, my son, he wants me to restore my '75 Chevelle. I got no interest, no, uh, not one ounce of time <laughs> do I want to do that. I mean, yeah. I. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it perfectly, and then I'm going to spend a whole buttload of money. I'm yeah. never going to get back, and for 
Well, it the, looks really good just sitting down in my in my garage. Okay. The, the other what, side of that is it will. You, I don't. I don't think you'll ever be complete with something like that. Oh. As soon as you got it together, you'd want to change something or do something a little different. And yeah, it would just be a endless. Uh, Time I got it off the frame and got that clean. I, I'd, I'd hate to guess what I spent on there. Just cleaning the frame up, painting, and making it right. And God, I'm out. And then uh, the other side of it is the looking at some a lot of these window stickers and what the what the cost of them was. You know, <laughs> what'd you I, say? <laughs> yeah, there's there's uh, one of them. I think it was thirty two hundred dollars was for the car. And jokingly, I mean that's yeah. a, that's a navigation <laughs> system in a vehicle right now. You know, that's uh, that's the big cool screen. And then I wonder what that car is really worth today. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. I have no idea what these things are worth or whatever either, but. Uh, there are some cool looking cars down here through there. So if you want to see some history and some Pontiac GTOs, come on out all week or come out next Saturday. Uh, well, of course, do I think we got to put the, do the radio show outside? Yeah, maybe or something definitely going to have to do that. And then we'll have the national anthem at ten o'clock and kicking off. We're trying to get at least two hundred cars to get a lot of money raised up for Officer Coonsy's family to help the GTO club uh, uh, finish off the GTO of his. Now this. The car they're restoring, it was Officer Kunze's car. It, it was his car, yeah. It was his car. And that was going to be his retirement kind of thing to go back and restore the car and do everything else, too. So that'll be a fun, exciting time to reveal that when it finally does get done and everything else, too, uh, from that part. So come out and check out the GTOs. Check out some history. They're going to have the boards up uh, describing all the years and models and what they are. And then, of course, all the raffle buckets will be up, and they're doing that right now, getting that all set up and everything else, too. So fun time there. So what? Uh, let's talk about 3J. What happened last night? Well, yeah, we went slide and raced and uh, got our first victory of the year finally. We've had a, several seconds, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, Jake got it done last night at Salina, so it was a fun time there for sure. What's that saying about second? I can never remember that. Uh, yeah, you do. yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. First loser. <laughs> first loser. Somebody's yeah. got to get it, though. You know. So, yeah, someone's got to be there. <laughs> So, yeah, so we are headed to Hayes tonight, see if we can do it again and uh, everything else, too. But the car's running real well. Uh, just uh, we got another car hanging on the rack back there. I'm sure we're like, itching to get it out and see what it's going to do. But we've got a little bit of work to do to get it done and everything because everybody keeps thinking this is our new car that we're running right now. No, it's not. This is the old old faithfuls, I call her. Yeah. She's still out there winning races and stuff for us, too. So, yeah, it was a fun night last night for uh, for Jake and, and Team 3J, and we had a lot of exciting in the pits afterwards and stuff, too. So, uh We'll unload her today, get her serviced up, and head to Hayes tonight and see what can happen there, too. So. See if you can do a rinse and repeat. Is that going to try. You're... I'm not sure I'm going to rinse it. I yeah, think I'm going to just, just change the tires, <laughs> grease it up, and let's go. go. Put some fuel in it and, and so see what happens. What, uh, as far as the car-wise, everything good with it? No. Yeah, everything worked out real well. We made a couple changes this week on uh, some different things and stuff. And I, I'm going to tell you, we went out for uh, – I was very, very nervous in the heat race to see how it was going to perform and stuff. And and he came in and, and popped the old hood visor up, popped his helmet off, and had a big old smile on his face. So I knew the car felt good. So I was, I was, I was relieved. Felt pretty confident. Because I was yeah. scared a little bit, knowing if it was going to be the right adjustments and things we made. And then we went out for the feature, and uh, it really showed off there in the feature that it did the right thing and stuff like that, too. So it's crazy you can take a car that performed that well. We stripped it down. And, went through it all winter and then uh, we just didn't quite have things dialed in and couldn't get it back the way it was and now we finally got it back performing like it is so uh like it was last year so we'll uh we'll go to Hayes tonight make that big long two and a half hour trip going west out of Salina that's always fun yeah <laughs> hopefully the wind won't uh God, won't be blowing around too. everywhere there so I'm not too anyway <clears throat> Mel Hamilton Racing's out at bar to bar 
Got a lot of exciting stuff going on out there today. Uh, not sure. I think it's Loretta Lynn. Yes, that is correct. It's the qualifiers for that. One of the qualifiers. So if you need some fun, exciting things, and uh, you know, I was never into riding motorcycles, <clears throat> but I tell you, the first time I went out to bar to bar and I seen those guys flying through the air. So let's talk and let's switch gears here for a minute. I know somebody's <laughs> got a couple motorcycles. Are they racing out there, Josh? Well, they are not racing. What's out going there. on with that? They are not. Uh, they are not racetrack ready by any means. So we went to uh, got got a couple of dirt bikes for christmas and i took them up to so up by canopolis lake they've got a little track up there oh do they here a couple weekends ago and uh so is it, is it it's not a arena cross track no, though, but it's an no, off-road it's just, yeah it's just out it's just an off-road uh trail track type really deal. do that at canopolis huh yeah i took them up there and let them let them r- ride around for a little bit and the speech was where was yours at yeah so the speech was <laughs> when we unloaded the bikes, uh, because Canopolis is, I mean, it's kind of out there in oh, the yeah, it is, nowhere yeah. or whatever. I said, listen, a hospital is a long ways away. So I don't <laughs> care how fast you think you want to ride or how fast you're going to ride. I'm not hearing you bitch all the way from here to the hospital about how much it hurts. That's all I'm saying. So <laughs> yeah so that, that was uh that was the speech they did uh they did really well so i don't know we got a long ways to go before we get on any track that's oh for come sure. on just get it on <laughs> now between them two they think that they're no, ready they, yeah, they're, ready, they're, ready, they're ready for the old motorcross ready yeah. to roll and fly We're watching it. watching tv and thinking oh that looks easy <laughs> yeah <laughs> That looks easy till it hurts. Uh huh. Yep. So, so you got all the gear so they're safe and all that good stuff. You know, too, that's right? the that's definitely the one thing is just being safe about the deal yep. and uh and being comfortable too. You know, you get in something like that and just uh, that's what I'm telling them is just go as fast as you feel comfortable. And if you don't feel comfortable doing it, don't do it. You know, get a yep. little more practice under you and stuff like that initially for sure. So yeah. So uh, you know, you got Inman's got a track right there. Inman you can does jump in too. There too yep. Real quick, yep. you know, and. Uh, and uh, jump on that too i mean it's this i think we there's definitely a couple uh, around and i don't know we'll see see how far this goes but uh they i think they just enjoy they just enjoy riding and i think they enjoy telling stories so my youngest got a big old bruise on his leg and he had to wear shorts to school the next day just to show it off off. (laughs) and uh i asked him when i got home i said uh i don't remember how the conversation come up but they uh he said one of the, one of the other students walked by and said oh what's that and he said it's bruise i said oh yeah what was her name and he just got this <laughs> big old grin on his face and so, <laughs> anyways. yeah 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 so it sounds to me like i need to get in front of those two a little bit gets a little tell yeah. them what they need to get done here's what i need to do <laughs> So, uh, you know, I could probably call Bruce out of bar to bar and just get you an open yeah, practice session yep, too. Get, get him out there for sure. So yep. again, we're, uh, we're, I'm just still working on staying upright at this point. <laughs> so not saying we won't end up there, but, uh, yeah. get them, get them a little more prepared for that for sure. So. I get it. So anyway, the Loretta Lynn qualifier out at bar to bar today, uh, I think it's over today, isn't it? Uh, so it tomorrow, tomorrow too? Yeah. Let tomorrow me look. Too. Um, yeah. Yep. Tomorrow as well. And then also uh, tomorrow being Mother's Day. so Yes, yeah, so happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Hope everybody's got your mothers taking care of and stuff too from that part. So uh, exciting time there too. So anyway, uh, 316-462-3673. Hey, let's get the phones ringing. Love to hear from you. Anything alien, car, tires, brakes, batteries, whatever it might be. And help uh, answer some questions and give you some great prize packages, stuff too. So anyway, let's go through. Okay, so we got the GTO went through that. We've got the bar to bar. 
function going on out there today with the race team and stuff. Um, other thing, Joshua, I don't remember what the name of that thing is. We're getting ready for the Mustang. Our two Mustangs are going there. The drag racing tour that goes up through. Great oh, Band yes, that is. Uh, so it's Rocky Mountain or not Rocky Mountain. Uh, well, maybe it is Rocky Mountain, but it starts. Uh, so they took Great Bend out of it uh, and it'll go to Nebraska. Uh, it starts out in a track in Nebraska and they've got to drive it. Um, they got to drive it to to the track they run the track then they go out to around uh uh colorado around denver and there's a couple just, of tracks that i just text nick roberts there. i know he's working today but he can sure call in for just a minute i haven't told him to call in the show and uh and uh and that's coming up uh i was trying we were figuring that out here the other day i want to i think it's like rocky mountain drag week or something, something like that is, i told i text nick robert to uh call it up here you know, Garrett Stout's trying to be a little funny here, Josh. Is he? Yeah, something about some death fluid in the truck. Oh. And I see, I think probably, Garrett, what I'm going to find out from you is you said diesel truck, so you must mean a Ford because everything else is just a pickup, so <laughs> that's for sure. But that's okay, Garrett. I, I could tell a few stories on the other side, too, but you know what? <laughs> that's okay. It's blue, okay? Yeah, it's blue. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, is so what you call running 9,000 miles an hour is what that that is. Yes, let's okay. Since it's brought up, I'm just going to tell the story. Okay, <laughs> I, I, that's that's sure. part of that's part of owning it up. I, okay, I everybody that. makes mistakes. Everybody got that stuff. But anyway, we got our first 23 F450. Now we got two of them for the race teams to pull the race trailers all over wherever we go. And uh, I got the first one hooked on the trailer, and it didn't go very far. I'm guessing about four to five, maybe six hundred miles, and the def light was coming on, saying I need to add def. And the tank holds seven and a half gallons, and we put in two and a half. So I knew something wasn't quite right or whatever. So we filled it up. We are busy flying and everything else like that. So we went on again. I thought maybe it just didn't get full or whatever. But then again, two and a half gallons in a seven and a half gallon tank or 7.2 didn't work. So we went again. Same thing, about four or five, 600 miles. The old death light's flashing at me that I need more death. So I was really curious about how much it was going to take. And so Josh, back to the rig in the shop, I, I went and got the death fluid tank and I'm trying to recalculate this gauge. So we know exactly how much fuel we're putting in it. And I walk up there and I start putting fluid in it. I'm watching that gauge real hard. And Josh walks up and gives me this dirty, nasty look. And I'm thinking, what's that all about? And then I look over and I'm like, dang it. I'm putting that in the diesel fuel instead of the death tank. So yeah, Garrett, I did it. It's uh, it is amazing how uh, how fast that uh, can happen and be a thing for sure. And uh, you know, from my perspective, I didn't say a thing because uh, it wasn't that I didn't want to, but I know what karma's like, and it would have took about two point two seconds, <laughs> and I would have done something twice as stupid. So yeah. So anyway, uh, let's talk about that twenty three four fifty. Though I'm telling you that now, Garrett, that is a truck. And I'm telling you, that thing's got that new 6.7 high output diesel in it. And uh, going to Hayes and pulling those hills out there in western Kansas, running, yeah, a little fast, and I probably should be. But never, ever is it shift out of 10th gear. Never. Uh, that's how much torque and power that thing has got. The new technology in that truck with the heads-up display, everything right in front of your screen, the lane centering. Uh, the other thing, I just love the cool stuff. You turn that turn signal on. It's got a camera that shoots right down the side of your trailer. You can see how you're turning, where you're going and stuff uh, from that part. But that truck is a truck, I'm telling you. it's a, And I can sit back and just drive it one-handed. Well, it's just all the safety that's oh. in it. You know, pulling cruise, a, yeah. you know, that is a, that's a, literally a job. 
pulling that big of a trailer and yeah, that's a huge responsibility, uh, not only to yourself, but everybody else on the road around you. Yeah. And to be able to have all of those features and functions of what that truck is doing for you, just driving down the road is, is phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. So Josh, you're right. That karma is kind of tough and I'm, what I'm really kind of wondering is who's spreading the word. What I want to know. That's what I want to know. And I think I got a pretty good idea who that is. Somebody down at the old quick lane shop driving a white, <laughs> white super duty himself is what I'm thinking. This guy's in the problem. There might be another old boy driving a little pile of, you know, what red Tahoe might be spreading that stuff around a little bit too. What do you think, Josh? I, but that karma, I just got to, you know, it's switching gears a minute. I got somebody out in the, a picture of somebody hanging out in the weeds yesterday, Josh. In the weeds? In the weeds. Yeah. Here, let me see if I can find it. I wish I could. It's on my phone. I wish I could pull that up and put it on the screen. That would be really kind of fun. Oh, yeah. Here it is. I think I got it right here. Somebody hanging out. Oh, not that one. No. Was, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you know, something like that. And oh, here it is. Here it is here. I think I got it right here. Yeah. See somebody out in the weeds looking for something. What do you think he's looking for right there? <laughs> oh. Yeah. What do you think he's looking for there? Huh? So let's see, how can we get to here? Somebody here. I think I can do this. Does this work? Oh yeah. That works. Yes. Perfect. Now I want to know who is that right now? And what's he doing out there in the weeds? You're supposed to be in the fairway there, Kelly. What I want to know is what, uh, What's with them drop lights under, under him? Oh, under those pants he's got on, <laughs> those white things. That yeah. right there is exactly why I don't wear shorts. <laughs> Me too. Uh, what's in the? I didn't check that out. What's in the grass down there behind, by his right leg there? What's that in the grass there? That looks like some liquid refreshment to me, maybe. <laughs> maybe that's the problem. You had too much liquid refreshment, and you couldn't hit the ball straight enough. Couldn't, couldn't get it there. And then, Kelly, I'm going to tell you something else, too. Kelly Hamilton. Nope. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> See any smoke coming out my ears, Kelly? Hey, anyway, Kelly, what you got to remember, you don't, you're not, you weren't playing Philly rules. You hit it in the gush, you just lay another one out and go on. You don't go out there in the gush and try to find your ball, man. That's only a dollar. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. But you got too much liquid refreshment, and you sliced her off on the side, and and uh, of course you're a le- he's a lefty, I think. Probably. No, I don't think so. Well, maybe I can't remember. Yeah, maybe he is. Okay, hey, we got to call her Nick. Let's just get back to the phones here. Let's get Nick on the phone. We'll keep razzing everybody. Like she said, Josh, it's, it's it'll uh, it'll come back. Whatever it is, I promise it'll come back. <laughs> yeah. So we'll get Nick on the phone here in just a little bit. And uh, away we'll go. So 316-462-3673. Got a few more minutes left on the show here. And then take some callers and stuff, too. So uh, make it happen. So anyway, get Nick past you. I hope I didn't make him wait too, make him wait too long. Nope, just a yeah, minute. So no. we're good shape. Here, here he comes. Nick, you're live with Under the Hood. You there, sir? Hello, hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, got you here. Hold on just a second. Uh, okay, you got you got us? Oh, we got you now. I hear you. Yeah, yeah there we go. go. Okay. Yeah, we got you now. Sorry. Okay. So what uh, this race that's coming up? Uh, tell us about the the drag cars and what uh, yeah what, the, what's the going Rocky on Mountain Week or whatever, Nick. That's what we're after. We were talking yep, about the Rocky Mountain Race Week. So yep. tell, 
tell us all about so, what's going uh, on when it when it happens, what we're doing, and all that kind of stuff. We're kind of going through all our race stuff and all that stuff too, Nick. So uh, let everybody know about the, what our two Mustangs are going to go do. Okay, so in uh, June, starting June twenty fourth, we're going to do Rocky Mountain Race Week one point uh, Anyone that's not familiar with Race Week, it is a week full of driving across the country to different drag strips and making passes in your class and it's an average base deal so the turbo mustang we're going to turn it down and run the 10 second true street class um so we need to make as close to a 10 flat pass at every single track we go to uh and the closest average to whatever class you're in will win at the end of the week so how many times <clears throat> do you get a chance to actually hit the 10.0 mark so you only get to save one run from every track, but you can make as many passes as you dare to do while the track is open that day. But you okay. also have to keep in mind that some of these drives, you've got to plan for that. So like the one of the biggest ones, obviously, is going to be Kearney, Nebraska to, Den, uh, to Denver, Colorado. So you'll have to make a pass at Kearney, Nebraska, get the number that you would like to see, and then hit the road to drive all the way to Denver to turn around the first thing that morning to make a pass in Denver. Okay. So where all are we going? Um, so unfortunately there was some change of plans. There was supposed to be great. Ben was supposed to be in this route, but great Ben's track had closed down for the year. So we're going to start at Kearney, Nebraska, drive Kearney, Nebraska to Denver, Colorado at Bandemir speedway. And then after we're done at Bandemir, we drive to Pueblo, Colorado, make sure so you drive through the mountains, uh, go, go to Pueblo. Then they're going to turn around since we're a day short. You're going to make your pass to the Pueblo. Then they're going to do a big mountain cruise the next day. So we're going to go up and down and around the mountains and back to Pueblo again. Make a pass at Pueblo. Once you're done at that second day at Pueblo, then you're going to make the drive all the way back to Kearney, Nebraska again for the final day on, on that Friday. And you'll uh, make your pass at Kearney, Nebraska and hopefully be the closest to your number in your class. How many classes are running? I think there's six, if I remember right. There's quite a few, and there's everything from uh, your 12-second cars, Your they have high school class, and then they have the full like pro mod guys that are willing to drive their pro mods on the street even. Okay, so let's go another step here for a minute. We're going to have two, both our Mustangs going. Both our Mustangs are going to race, right? Uh, so just the turbo car is going to race. The yellow car is just going to be a support vehicle along with our, our – uh, race van and trailer to help racers along the way selling parts and helping them if they break down and document and we're going to video it all and have a pretty cool some pretty cool youtube videos to come out of that uh, okay. event all right well i thought the yellow car was going to race too but it's just going to be a support vehicle it's going to run down the road and that kind of thing too aren't we taking a van along too to kind of help with that yeah i believe the van right as of right now we're going to do the van and the little the little trailer that we take to the motocross races all right well, that's going to be fun. That starts off we'll June, 20, tires and oil. June 24th, right? Yep. Is when it starts. So we have to have some updates and stuff for that as we go along with that too. Uh, my next question I got for you, I, can you update everybody kind of what happened at Great Bend, why we're not racing at Great Bend? Uh, so Great Bend just went through a huge overhaul two years ago. I spent a ton of money um, getting the track up to – amazing standards uh they spent a lot of money on the concrete walls and barriers and buildings and so on well unfortunately somewhere in that process there was some concrete issues and the concrete is delaminating in spots 
and the rubber is popping up. Um, so SRCA, which is the managing uh, partner of that track, decided for safety reasons they didn't feel that it was a good idea to continue with this year until the track is resurfaced and fixed properly. Um, so hopefully everything gets worked out with that deal this year and next year they can be back open and running again because they spent a ton of money on the facility and it's, you know, when it's right, it's definitely the nicest facility we have in the state. Yeah. So, uh, they are going to fix it. There's rumors I heard they weren't going to fix it. It was just closed forever. Of course, you know how rumors get running around and everything else too, uh, that part, but they are going to fix the track. Uh, that's what it sounds like. The city's pretty determined and SRCA obviously wants to see it fixed. I mean, there was a lot of people that got involved. I, I believe the number was like 1.6 or $1.8 million was spent uh, getting it to the level it is now. And obviously, unfortunately, it's probably going to take another almost million dollars to get it back to what needs to happen. But, um, well, I mean, like everything at that track right now is state of the art for sure. Then my question is, is the company that did it, are they taking responsibility or are they not taking responsibility for what happened there or what? Or do you know? You maybe um, you don't so there's, know. Rumors, there, there's rumors from the, the company that was a contractor down to um, the sanctioning body that ordered the concrete to be poured a certain way. So there's, there, I think there's a lot of finger pointing and I believe there's a big court deal that's probably coming from this. Um, and I'm sure there'll be more information with it, but I think it's probably going to be a long, rough road. In, in the courtrooms, unfortunately. Yeah, that's no fun, no fair from that part. But, uh, you know, it kind of kind of stinks for the drag racers and everything else like that. I guess we're down to kind of the only local track we really got is MAD, uh, Mid-America Dragway in Arc City, uh, running right now, right? Yep, Arc City right now is the, the only one in Kansas operational, yep. Well, that's too bad for the drag racers, but uh, I guess let's get out and let's support uh, – mad and keep that going so we keep the drag racing happening all that stuff too so switch gears where are you headed anywhere to race or anything uh not for another week or so we i i raced at blackwell two weeks ago um at the street drags there and then that's i don't know the next one yet i don't have my own one yet so well you need to get something lined up let's get to racing baby let's burn some rubber and burn some fuel up right oh yeah Okay, well, Nick, thanks for calling in. We were going through all our different things and stuff like that, and that just came up about our drag cars, where they're going to go and what's going to happen. So it'd be fun to get some videos of that and some and post them while you're out there on the show and stuff too, and see how it goes. Hopefully, sure. bring yep. home the victory. At least we're not. That going, would be pretty cool. We're not going to finish second, dude. What's second place, Josh? Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> First loser. First loser. Exactly. So. All right, Nick, thanks for calling in and uh, get back to selling some parts, buddy. All right, man. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. All right. Just a few minutes left, Josh. Uh, what else can we go over? Anything happened in the service department this week? Anything special is going on? Whatever. We had the tire special last week. We did. Crazy. Yeah, we did. We uh, mounted a crap ton of tires uh, from that side. Somebody of was kind of so. back complaining and everything else. Did you hear about that? Yeah, you, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that same guy that's running around that red tahoe don't you think so again uh i'm gonna go back to karma i'll refuse to say anything on this comment because otherwise uh i'll wake up tomorrow and not be able to move or something no. but 
uh, yeah, had a tire sales uh, last week, and for sure, you know, this uh, this week I think is a lot of uh, ends of schools for a lot of uh, districts and stuff like that. So definitely summer's here, and with that comes a lot of travel. We've got Memorial Weekend coming up here uh, in another couple of weeks as well, and so if you're going to be doing some traveling, uh, you know, for for that season, be sure to to get your vehicles in and get them checked over and serviced up. Uh, that way you're ready to go uh that wait until last minute deal uh is fine if everything works great but uh it's uh it's one of those things that uh if we catch something or there's something that we find from the multi-point you definitely want to have time to address it especially if you're going to be uh out traveling anyway rick rex says i love the smell of burning rubber in the morning how about that is that from your favorite show josh is that another favorite show Trainer, maybe maybe yeah i don't know i'll have to I, go back and rewatch it and see if it's yeah there. you get to watch it <laughs> you brought it up so i think maybe now rex you know, brought it up uh, here. rex maybe. brought it up about the burning rubber in the morning so what is your favorite weird automotive smell weird that you're well not weird automotive smell that your wife just thinks that that's the stupidest you know thing i used ever. to love the smell of diesel really but i can't stand it anymore like burning yeah. or mm-hmm. really yeah, i, used, I, yeah, I don't know what uh, that was about that's that. kind of a unique one but uh, uh, there's nothing wrong with smell of burning <laughs> rubber either. And, you know, I will tell you that thing that's really pretty cool is, is, uh, when they fire the old nitro cars, yeah. that, that's that smell, that sound, uh, there's, this is not too much better than, than I watched, header. uh, uh, David showed me this video the other day and we'll have to find, I'll put it up on here, but it was, uh, a kid, uh, his first top fuel dragster race. And he's like, videotaping it on a tablet yeah. there at the staging lane and he's like got a hold of this tablet or whatever and so he's filming the race and his dad is filming him okay and he's got this tablet and you know they're getting ready to go and the green light goes and i mean he just shakes <laughs> and the tablet throws up in the air it is like and it i mean it pins it until you've been there and seen that and felt it and uh, it's it's definitely there is nothing like that i mean absolutely nothing i mean it just makes your whole body shake <clears throat> when i was in, in topeka working with pontiac uh was a big sponsor of the nhra and stuff we had all the rigs in there we cleaned our lot off and had seven eight rigs in on the lot and everything else and then we i had passed i i could drive right in and park beside dom perdome and all those yates and all of them and everything uh so i got to actually go stand on the start line and i'd actually stand there and put one put my like a left freight forward and right one back to embrace, kind of embrace myself yourself. as those things would take off and it would still just blow you back yeah but the the thunder that those things put on your chest and everything else like that just make your whole body Eww. shake yeah. yeah that's so much fun and then uh, i remember going to the first one uh we went to las vegas uh, oh yeah and while we were out there we went and that was the first first uh nhra event that i'd been to and I remember thinking, man, I don't need earplugs or anything like that. And I lasted about, oh, I think maybe four, four or five passes. And I was like, okay, this is stupid. Oh, you did not. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't got earplugs? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's just absolutely stupid. And then I remember walking around on the track afterwards when we were done, and I could not get over how tacky it was. Like, it'd rip your shoe right off. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know. Okay, now I'm going to tell you the other story. I got I, I, I'd never wore earplugs at a drag race. I don't know why. I mean, that's why I can't hear now. Uh-huh. Huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, we went to the, my father-in-law took us to the very first time the F1s raced at Indy. Oh, yeah. And we got there just in time to, as we're walking in under the tunnel to come in there, as they're going out for their first practice. 
and they're all reaching their pockets, getting earplugs out, putting them in their ears and everything else, you know, and everything. I'm looking at them, you know, I'm thinking, you bunch of, you know what? <laughs> but I'm telling you, they took off, and I couldn't get my hands in my ears quick enough. It was, it's a high pitched shrill, and it hurts so bad. Yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, I'm like, I could not. I, yeah, I wore earplugs the rest of the weekend because it was crazy. Uh, but I thought, ah, there's nothing, no big deal, boy. And it just hurt. God, it hurt. But you know, those things were turning well. I don't remember what it was, oh, 16, yeah, 17,000 RPM and you know, little three liter motors and just screaming like hell. Yeah, I've never, uh, I've never seen an F1 race, but I've always thought just one time I'd love to take one of those cars down like 96 Highway between <laughs> <laughs> Hutch and Haven or Hutch and Wichita you know, or something. Off, just, oh, yeah. Oh, it? like that would just be, I don't know. That'd be the coolest thing ever, I think. But no, I get it. <laughs> I do get it. Well, anyway, hey, it's time. Run. Oh, you got a real quick question. How do I adjust caster and camera on a 4x4? Well, God, there's a lot of setups and different things, years and models and everything there. How you do that, uh, there's a lot of shims out there. There's Potentially even uh, slugs, slugs from, like, ball joints, um, uh, adjustable ball joints. Um, you know, there could be uh, uh, from control arms side of things. So it really depends on what you're working on as far as your make and model. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's something that we can definitely help you out with on on uh, being able to have the right equipment to do that for sure. Let's put it this way. Whatever 4 by 4 option or uh, way you have it set up or whatever for your particular vehicle, we can adjust it for you. That's for sure. sure. All right. Hey, it's time to run out of here. Josh, as always, we don't do a very good job of talking about our great sponsors we have to help us keep the show running every, every week. And it's BG Products, all the great preventative maintenance products we use right inside here at Mill Humble the Fourth. We sell a lot of their stuff because it's great products and it takes it makes your car run many, many miles. And remember, what's in your maintenance owner's manual, the maintenance schedule, is the minimum you have to do. There's no BG products in there. I promise you that because the manufacturer doesn't want you to put that stuff in there because they don't want it to last any longer than it needs to do. But anyway, those guys are uh, great. Okay, 1988 Chevrolet. That's going to be that's going to be the shims you're going to have to take off. The, yeah. You'll take the hub and everything off, and you'll put a shim behind, behind the hub. Behind it. Is how you'll adjust those. 4x4 four four on the 88 Chevrolet. Uh, if you want some more details or whatever, give us a shout, and then we'll get more in-depth with you on just on that, too. So, anyway, BG Products, thanks for the great partnership we have with those guys. Love everything that's right here in Wichita. There's their R&D lab and their, all, everything that's done there in El Dorado. Very good situation there. So, if you know, want something, like they say, you're not going to get a technician in the can, and you're going to get what you pay for. Uh BCC or Big Corner Creative. Yes, that's our advertising coming right down the street here at Mays and Kellogg. Jesse's got a whole crew of people down there that helps you advertise your business from a web page to Google advertising, direct mail, radio, TV, whatever it is your flavor. Need your vehicles wrapped, need your windows wrapped, need a race car wrap, or you need your windows tinted. And as they say at BCC, Josh? Just Google us. There you go. Hey, go to rent. Hey, the summertime is here. We've got a better fleet of vehicles over there for stand and go to rent if you're looking for something to get on a vacation or a trip or whatever need a 12 or 15 pasture man give stand a call right inside a go to rent hey everybody have a great saturday happy mother's day to all the mothers out there and uh, we'll talk to you next saturday